take the terminology of baptism of spirit. Let's take the terminology of being filled. Take it off the table. There's a reality that if you look at scripture, there's a greater experience than just at salvation where you receive the spirit. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents he's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says with God you can and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Today on The Kindling Fire, I have Jeremy Robinson on the show, which technically means he's in this bedroom that I call my office, and here's my, welcome to my studio. It's it's (laughs) pleasant. (laughs) Jeremy, Jeremy is the lead pastor of Vertical Life Church, and that's a church that my my family and I go to, and um, we become friends. Are we friends? We're friends. We're not like on the air. I shouldn't yeah. actually ask you. We you should ask me before that. I really yeah. should have. We're friends. I'm a high risk guy. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can tell by your office. <laughs> <laughs> so, so today we are going to be talking about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost. <laughs> And I'll be selling hankies at the end of this show. Ghost, that's spooky by itself. The Holy Ghost. We're, I. All right. So this. Where did this come from? So, so Jeremy, you've been doing a, um, a teaching on the Holy Spirit, which has been phenomenal. And I was sitting there listening, going, Here, "Here's here's where it came from." So, so that my show, I'm kind of switching to more of a revolutionary theme. Like, look, Jesus wants to start a revolution. Jesus started a revolution. And you're a part of that revolution, right? right? If you're a follower, you're a part of the revolution Jesus started. Yeah. And and the ammo, the equipment, the empowering, the everything you need to do to advance the cause of Christ all over the world has to do with the Holy Spirit. Right. That's that empowering peace. Right. And uh, and so. I was sitting there going, you know, I, t- I bring people on. We have story time. I shouldn't say that. We have, we have, test- story time. <laughs> we have testimony. People share their stories, and that is amazing. But there is something that I feel the responsibility of, guys, let's, like, let's get into the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's what's changed. Some of the crazy stuff I've done, it's been the Holy Spirit's leading let me ask you this. Why do you feel there's a responsibility and a hesitancy to share or talk about the Spirit? Because the Spirit is... Uh, okay, I've always said it's weird, but it... He's mysterious. It's, it's mysterious. It's, yes. it's the... Um, okay, so you bring out a point that I thought was phen- phenomenal, yeah. which is, for the longest time I thought, you know, the Holy Spirit, yeah, wind, fire, uh, Star Wars force. Right. But you, what did you say? The Holy Spirit is a person. It's a being. It's not a force. And I think that's one of the most 
misunderstood aspects about the Holy Spirit is that we think he's just some kind of mystical wind or we think that he is just, um, like you mentioned, a force when in reality he is God. He's, he has a personality. That's why it says that you are to keep in step with the Spirit. How do you keep in step with, some, with the force? No, you keep in step with someone else. You can quench the Spirit. So it's clear that he is not some kind of force or mystical thing, that he's a true being. Yeah. Yeah, that, and when we talked about referring to Holy Spirit in yeah. the first person. Yeah. Versus the. Yeah, the, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's kind of, so I'm going to try to do that. Yeah. It's unco- I don't it's do hard. that. It is hard. It's really hard. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Instead of... First name Holy, second yeah. name Spirit. <laughs> Mr. Spirit. Mr. Spirit. Maybe I'll feel more comfortable. Saying when Mr. I- Spirit. <laughs> and then we become really close. I'll be yeah. like, what's up, H- H- what? HS? HS. Yeah. What's up, HS? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, right now it's <laughs> it's been the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But no, I think it's... I think what you're wrestling with on... the reality that there's something that you want to offer to your listeners, which is um, an understanding of the Holy Spirit because you realize in your own life that's the one factor that's impacted you, that's empowered you, that's changed you the most, Mm. is the Holy Spirit. But yes, there's a hesitancy to, to talk about Him or even bring Him up because people have all these um, unhealthy perspectives, horrible experiences, um, that were done in the name of the Spirit, and there was abuse, and so what we do is we just dismiss it, but we can't because that's how we're empowered and quit is by the Holy Spirit. And what you're wrestling with, what I think by offering this to your listeners is what I was off wrestling with as a pastor of a church is that I grew up in the charismatic, um, back, I have a charismatic background. I saw the good the bad, and I saw the ugly. And um, there was a season of my life where even I thought about, you know what, I'm just going to go more in the direction of just Scripture alone, you know, uh, just that reformed reformed (laughs) way because I was tired of the manipulation. I was tired of things that were done in the name of the Spirit. But in my heart, I realized that you cannot do ministry. You can't. You can't live without him. I mean, you can live without him, but you, there's, there's a missing power to your life. And so I realized that even leading a church, there was a caution inside of me of, or a concern, fear. You can call it, call it what you want, but to talk about the Spirit because I know that so many different people have so many different opinions of it. You know? and, and, I'll, and I realized, though, I'm doing it injustice to the people that God's placed uh, in my life to lead by not telling them and teaching them the one thing that changes everything. And that's the power of the spirit. So, all right. So if you've been in the charismatic circles that long, I mean, give me, give me some examples. Like what are some examples? Yeah. Like stuff that you've experienced or seen or, um, man, um, I, I remember one woman who was a married woman, and she was fasting and praying and seeking the Lord and the Spirit because she believed that the Spirit was telling her to divorce her husband to marry another married man. So I think that's pretty messed up. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's... I think it is, too. That's pretty, that's pretty bad. Um, I think... Uh, 
you know, I grew up in a culture where I saw a lot of deliverance and I saw stuff that was no question, no doubt was real. People were finding freedom. And then I saw things where people were just mimicking what they saw before, um, what, what a deliverance session, if you will, would look like. And they would just mimic it. And there was no authenticity. There's no, no, there was nothing true or real about it. And I think that's even more damaging to people um, because that person that was going through deliverance didn't experience true freedom, you know. But we said it was deliverance. Yeah. Um, those are kind of the weird things I've seen. Uh, strange prophetic words that just even maybe contradict scripture. I, I, I have a funny story. So my son, he's older son, he's, well, all my kids are good looking, but my older son, <laughs> good looking. And, and these uh, black ladies like surrounded him. He was in this ministry time years yeah. ago. Black ladies surrounded him and they started prophesying over him. Yeah. And they were saying stuff like, you know what? You're like Holy Ghost gay. You're not gay, but you look gay, but you, you look really good. What? You're like Holy Ghost gay. And what? they were like praying stuff like, it was just like nuts. It was nuts, nuts. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, totally. You're like Holy Ghost gay. <laughs> and, and we always laugh about it, you know, because it's yeah. just like that is the most ridiculous. I can't, they just thought you were attractive and yeah. they were prophesying yeah. that you were attractive as yeah. a gay man. It was just ridiculous. What? I, <laughs> What what other experiences have you had? Well, the, see, okay, first off, Jeremy likes to ask questions. I so definitely <laughs> like asking questions. He doesn't like being asked questions. I don't ask want to be on this side of it. I want to ask the questions 100%. I'm looking for ways to get to you. Welcome to the Jeremy Robertson Podcast. <laughs> so, so, okay, I got two other stories. So one was uh, we were at a, a church of God, and, and uh, you know, one of the things that they would evidence as the Holy Spirit moving was people being slain in the Spirit. Yeah. So we went up for prayer, or there was a, I think my, um, I think my brother-in-law was ministering th- there or something, and, and then uh, they kind of called up for prayer. We went up, and that pastor... Man, he put a heavy hand on my head (laughs) and was pushing me. I mean, pushing me. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm not going down. I'm not going down. You're not going to push me down. Yes. But he was, because it was evidence that... I'm I'm a man of God, you know. I'm a Benny Hinney yeah. kind of person, and I just walk by you, and people fall out. Um, and then another experience I had was we, uh, my wife and I, grew up in the Toronto revival mm-hmm. or renewal mm-hmm. um, back in the day, and and so there was a lot of strange manifestations in that. Mm-hmm. There was laughing, there was animal sounds, there were mm-hmm. people falling everywhere, there was. Sort of, uh, it was kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, there was a lady that we knew that was possessed, is actually end up becoming, going into a lesbian lifestyle, etc. But at the time, it was kind of prior to all this, and and she was, <clears throat> quote unquote, birthing something in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So she was going through labor pains and and all that, and she, you know, she's twenty or something, and and so everyone around her was like, "More Lord, more Lord," mm-hmm. right? And my wife, who walks in discernment, was like, "That's demonic." Yeah, like that is completely demonic, and everyone's saying, "More Lord," and so from a standpoint of, have I been around crazy? Yeah, yeah. It's all in the name of the Holy Spirit. Right. Do I understand this whole move, especially with guys? It's like solo scriptura. Mm-hmm. Like, I give me, that stuff is crap. Mm-hmm. Give me the truth. Mm-hmm. Don't manipulate me right. with emotions. Right. Right. Which yep. a lot of times that's you know what guys are feeling. It's yep. like, what are you trying to do? Yep. You trying to? I'm not stupid. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But then you've got wait a minute. Holy Spirit is a person. 
Yeah. So what you can do with that? Right. <laughs> so no, look, right. you brought out an incredible point, and I've I've been taught about the Holy Spirit a long time, and you brought a point I've actually never heard, and I've been in seminary and all this other stuff, and that was the point that you brought out about Holy Spirit at salvation. Mm-hmm. And the subsequent filling of the Holy Spirit in mm-hmm. that sec- sec- scripture sequence with, mm-hmm. with Jesus and his disciples. Can you just share that? Because I thought it was so insightful. Yeah, I think, um, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around uh, what the baptism of the Spirit is. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding what the process, what, what it looks like. And um, I think if you just look at scripture, you can see where in John 4, or actually John 7... Where Jesus is saying, hey, if anyone is thirsty, you know, come to me. And we usually stop there and not realize that right after that, he said, it says that he's referring to the spirit, which had not yet come. Why? Because he had not yet been glorified. And so he's speaking about this encounter with the spirit, which I'm going to call the baptism of the spirit, this filling that is separate from salvation. And, and here, here's, let me Take it from there. So if you go from there to John chapter 20, verse 22, this is before Jesus was glorified. This was before he, he, he raised, was risen from the dead. It says that um, he's talking to the disciples and he said he breathed on them to receive, to receive the spirit. So right there they were saved. Right there they received the spirit. But Jesus was not yet glorified. So if we go back to John 7, then what Jesus is talking about is something that's still different than just receiving the Spirit for salvation. So right there, they have a salvation experience where they receive the Spirit. And I think it's one of the concerns with a lot of people is that, well, I, I'm saved. So if I'm saved, if I give in my life to Christ and I have the Spirit, yeah, you do have the Spirit. But there's, there's, there's a filling of the Spirit. I mean, to me, to be honest, take off, to get, let's just take the terminology of baptism of the Spirit. Let's take the terminology of being filled or more Lord or a, a greater surrender. And just, just take it off the table. There's a reality that if you look at Scripture, there's a greater experience than just at salvation where you receive the Spirit. And so if John 20 is where Jesus breathes on the disciples to receive the Spirit, then what, what is he referring to about this, um, uh, the promise of the Father is what he kind of calls it. So if Yeah, because later he, he speaks to the same disciples saying, wait and you will be endued with power. Exactly. Yeah, and it's sort of like, why is... I thought there was a fascinating point when you said, why is Jesus telling the same people right. that he said, receive the Spirit, and they received it, right. to wait for the Spirit? That makes no sense. Right. Why would he give it to them and then tell them to wait for it? Right. Exactly. And that's because because we're called to be filled with the Spirit. You know, there's a greater experience with the Spirit. And I think a lot of people stop at salvation, and they live powerless lives, they, and there's no uh, supernatural empowerment behind them because they stop at salvation. And they settle with that, not knowing or not even realizing that there's something more. And you can, you can see that even in—so if you, if you follow the pattern in, of salvation and then you have a greater experience with the Holy Spirit, you can see it in Acts 19. I have it here. I'm going to read it. Acts 19, 1 through 7 says, And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some what? Disciples. So he found disciples. And he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? When you what? When you believed. 
So when you were saved, when you gave your life to Christ, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And I feel like that's where most of America's church is right now, is that we don't even know there is a Holy Spirit. You know, like we heard of him, but, you know, that's the one you got to be cautious with. That's baloney. I mean... To be frank, that's just BS. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. Not not to to call the whole. You have to be cautious with the Holy Spirit. He is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Just as much as Jesus is God, just as much as the Father is God, the Holy Spirit is God. And so you continue on here in verse three, and he said, "Into what then were you baptized?" And they said, "Into John's baptism." And then verse 4 says, And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him. That is what Jesus. And on hearing this, they were what? Baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So, all right. So they got all they need. Mm-hmm. Right? Let, I mean, let's be honest. That's where the American church stops right there. You got baptized in yeah, the name so of the Lord come, Jesus. Okay, so basically that means... You've come to salvation, yep. and you've been baptized. Yep. So even if you're Church of Christ, you're like, you're good. You're good, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely good for Church of Christ, for sure. You got that water, you're good. Uh, yeah. No, it's true. So right there, that's where most people stop. We celebrate salvations on Sundays. We post it on Instagram and like, oh, 20, sal- 20 baptisms this Sunday. And we stop there, not realizing that there's more. And in in, in, so we're back to the John 20 experience where Jesus breathed on the disciples and told them to receive the Spirit. So these people have the Spirit uh, just as much as the disciples had the Spirit, but it continues on. Verse 6, it says, And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking in tongues and prophesying. And so right there you have where they were actually filled with the Spirit. So I believe that you can have an experience with the Spirit, which is salvation. And I'm going to oversimplify this. I'm sure there might be people on here that want to just dissect the whole thing. But to oversimplify it, you have two experiences with the Spirit. And they can happen at the same time, um, but there's two, two experiences. You have salvation where you receive the Spirit. That's where your inner man that is dead now becomes alive. So you receive the Spirit. You're, you're, you're a new being, born again. And then you have the infilling of the Spirit, being filled up, which is what God wants for all of us, which is the promise of the Father, which is what Jesus told the disciples to wait for, and is what we see on the day of Pentecost, this new chapter in humanity where you are filled with the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about, um, let's kind of uh, end our discussion about leading. You made a good point, right, about sometimes when we're being led, we're mislabeling that leading. Yeah. What yes. was the point you made? So I think, uh, you know, there's, I think there's a lot of people that they already have a relationship with the Spirit. They're just calling him Jesus. Now, I'm Trinity. I'm a Trinity guy. You know, there's Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all one and the same. But they obviously, but there's obviously the, whole, the the Holy Father, the Holy Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I think a lot of people they'll have their time with the Lord. And they'll say they'll say, "Well, I had my Jesus time, or I had time with Jesus," or they'll use His name. But the thing is, is that 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 relationship, that fellowship that you're having, is actually with the Holy Spirit, because Jesus left. 
He's with, he's with the Father. He said, I'm going to send the Spirit. I must go so I can send what? The promise of the Father. So that's a new dynamic, a new relationship with the Holy Spirit. And so a lot of people that the unctions they're feeling, the conviction that they feel, um, the, the encouragement they feel, the moment that they may be in worship and they just feel this sense of peace come over them, that's the Holy Spirit. I mean, that's the Holy Spirit that they're interacting with. And a lot of times we, we call him Jesus, but it's the Holy Spirit is what it is. So, um, be, thank you. The, being led by a uh, Holy Spirit, um, give me some, and we talked about this before the show, some, you know, kind of help for people, uh, because sometimes it's also the Spirit at working, but it's not uh, as dramatic or direct, like right. I heard a voice from heaven. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, I had you know an angel sitting on my bed, yeah. and and whatever, you yeah. know, all this kind of stuff. No, I think uh, once again, I think there's people that when they hear someone say they heard from God or they heard from the Holy Spirit or they're being led by the Holy Spirit, that it's some dramatic event, and immediately they disqualify their own moments with the Holy Spirit and not knowing that's what it is because it wasn't some dramatic event. And, um, like for me, I've never been slain in the spirit ever. You know, I've, um, I've never had an overwhelming. That does not surprise me. Yeah, it does not. <laughs> I have never. You're like, not pushing I, me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've had those experiences where I feel like someone's trying to push me over. And if you see me go down, Troy, if you ever see me go down, just know it was definitely the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> But um, for me, like being led by the Spirit is like, for, for me, it's, I can't shake something. Like I can't shake a desire. I can't shake um, a le- like an impression, a leading. Um, and everywhere I look, I feel like I see it, that topic. You know, for example, it's like if you, if you never had a Honda Civic before and then you buy a Honda Civic, it seems like all you see is Honda Civics. It's, is there actually more Honda Civics on the road? No. You're just more, you're aware of it. And I think when you hear from the Lord, you become aware of a specific issue or thing or direction in your life on a more regular basis. And the more you learn to walk with that and become sensitive to it, the more you can grow your ability to hear the Spirit. I guarantee if you're a believer, you hear from the Spirit right now. And I always ask this one simple question because a lot of people say, well, you can hear from God, you can hear from the Spirit. That's, that's crazy. Well, one simple question to me proves that you hear from the Holy Spirit. Have you ever felt conviction? Every believer is going to say, absolutely. Well, congratulations. That was the Holy Spirit speaking to you, calling you higher, inviting you to more holiness. And so all we're doing when you hear from the Holy Spirit is you're just, you're cultivating that ability and you're fine-tuning um, your ability to be aware of where he's leading, where he's talking in your life. And I think, you know, that passage in scripture where Samuel is being, you know, he's taken under the wing of, or Eli's taking him under his wing, and uh, Samuel keeps hearing something. He hears his name, Samuel, and he gets up and he runs to Eli. Hey, did you call for me? That's not me. Goes back, comes back a few times. And finally, Eli figure out, figures out what's going on. You're hearing from God, Samuel. Samuel, this is that. This that you're experiencing is that, God speaking to you. I think there's a lot of people even listening now that they're hearing from God. They just didn't know that's what it was. 
They're hearing from the Holy Spirit. They just didn't know that's what it was. And here right now on this show, talking to you, if you're listening right now, that thing in your life that, that you seem like you can't shake, I'm here to tell you right now that that's God speaking to you. That's the Holy Spirit speaking to you and asking something of you, leading you to something, whatever it is, it's the Holy Spirit. Practice it, lean into it, and understand and realize that it is 100% okay to miss it, but it's 100% not okay to not try. So when I was sitting in church and I was listening to you teach and the Lord was kind of stirring me about the show, uh, immediately I saw a picture in my head and it was of uh, people, uh, particularly a person in a car. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they were on a highway. I think they kind of were, but maybe a a bigger road. And they pulled over and they uh, opened themselves up to receive the Holy Spirit, like Mm -hmm. right, the the fullness of the Holy Spirit right right then. Mm -hmm. And so I, I want to give kind of um, opportunity for people who have been wrestling with top topic, been thinking about the topic, and are kind of at a point where they're like, I, if there is more mm-hmm. from the Lord, I want to receive it. Right. Right. I, I want it. Yeah. And, and just uh, that we could end, um, you know, you could, uh, you could kind of kick us off in prayer and I'll end us yeah. in prayer and just believe that. If, and I would say, if you're on, if you're listening to the show, um, you know, pull over right now, put right. it, put it on pause, get off the treadmill, um, you know, just take a moment and and open yourself up to receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit as described in Acts, mm-hmm. as described by Jesus, saying it was the promise of the Father. There is more. Absolutely. And and um, so let let's just uh, do that, and you can kind of kick off. Yeah, because you know, the second what you're saying. I believe there are people that are listening that are tired of the same routines of life, of calling themselves a Christian and just doing the same thing, but feeling powerless, feeling an inability to overcome when there's access to more to your, to your life. And so if that's you, you know, I, I strongly believe that a prerequisite for a filling of the spirit is thirst. Jesus said that those who are thirsty, if you're thirsty, come to me. And out of your belly will flow rivers of life. And, he's, and he said this about the Spirit. So a prerequisite is being thirsty. And if that's you and you're listening to this, I just want to pray over you right now. And I, I want to ask you just to open up your heart. And Holy Spirit, I thank you in this moment right now. Like even though we're recording this days, months, years in advance, there's someone listening to this right now that you're tired of the same old, same old. You know that there's more. And right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you open people's eyes and their ears to the reality that you have more for them. All the lies, the accusations towards you, Holy Spirit, let them be exposed for what they are, lies from the enemy to keep people, to prevent people from encountering you more. And we rebuke it in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that right now that you begin to fill people whether they're in their car, whether they're walking on the trail, whether they're laying in bed, whether they're home. Right now, Holy Spirit, that as they surrender, that you would fill them up to full capacity, letting them know that you are with them and that they are not alone. And that from this point forward, they will not rest or settle for anything less than what you have for them. In the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, I also pray that 
you will begin to surround these individuals with people who will speak life over them and life over the work of God inside of them. In Jesus' name. Mm. And Lord, you're reminding me of that scripture, Jesus, where you said, if any man asks for the Father for uh, bread, will he receive a stone or a snake? And and I feel like there's some resistance in that, um, you know, will if I open myself up, will God give me a good gift? Or will I become a weirdo? Or will I do something else? Lord, I just want to come against that fear right now and say that God the Father can be trusted to give his very best gifts. And one of his absolute best gifts is the Holy Spirit. Part of the why he sent his son for forgiveness is that we would be given the Holy Spirit. And God, I pray right now in Jesus' name that people in cars, on bikes, uh, on trails, walking, uh, sitting, they would receive right now the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I uh, would encourage you that if you are receiving the Holy Spirit right now, and you can do it by faith, you can look at the scripture and say, I asked for it, I'm receiving it, and I thank you, Lord, for it. Just begin to worship him in thanks that you have received and are receiving the Holy Spirit. And if you begin to speak in other languages, great. If not, don't worry about it. Just worship. Just thank him. And the Lord will give you everything he has for you. And, mm. and um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, Jeremy, I um, thank you for this topic. Yeah, definitely. And uh, if, uh, if people are interested in hearing a little bit more about what you, what you teach or what the church is about, um, yeah. where do they go? Uh, we do have a website, verticallife.church. You can go there, and there will be a link to our messages. We do have a YouTube channel, uh, Vertical Life Church. and um, But I think the best way to get there is through our website. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The uh, Guys, if the Lord has touched you in this show, I want to hear about it. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, go to my Instagram and email me. You can DM me. Um, Get in touch with me, and because yeah. uh, uh, I want to hear about, it. I want to celebrate with you, and uh, and provide any guidance. So, you know, if there's there's more, that especially if spiritual gifts are new to you, and what does this all mean? There, there's yeah. there's a lot to learn. So we yeah. want to help. Absolutely. So, all right, guys, thank you, Jeremy, for coming on. Oh, thank you. It's an honor. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want more information on The Kindling Fire, go to our website, thekindlingfire.com. There you can learn how you can join the Fire Starters. That is a community that I'm sending free e-courses, Bible devotionals. We're doing special challenges to really help you guys move towards the dreams that God has placed in you. I'm also on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. And as always, be awesome.